Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Surely the Lord God will do nothing but that he first reveal his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. The lion hath roared, who will not fear? The Lord God hath spoken, and who can but prophesy? Amos chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. When the Lord speaks a word to his servants, those who have ears to hear, it is like the roaring of the lion of the tribe of Judah. It makes you shake and tremble at the very majesty of who he is. And though you know that most men will despise and reject it, you can do nothing but speak it. Because like Jeremiah said, I would give up, but it's like a fire shut up in my bones. Oh Lord, let us work out our salvation with fear and with trembling. Oh Lord, not with compromise or speaking flatteries and vain imaginations from our own pride or emotions, or even from a place of fear, trying to make ourselves feel better. But Lord, let us come before you and hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And today, he is giving a word of alignment. It's time to get in alignment with the lion, because I see him approaching, snarling and growling, and you better be standing with him if you want to be under his protection, because if not, then you'll be found to be one of those who are fighting against him. And I'm afraid that in this season, many, even amongst the church, do not fully understand what is happening around them so that they rail and fight against the very hand of God in the situations around them. Don't trust in your own intellect. Lay aside your understanding. Humble yourself before the Lord and seek Him that you might be found to walk with Him and not fight against Him. And be careful also to who and what you listen to and who you come into agreement with. Because they might not be in alignment with the Holy Spirit. In Obadiah chapter 1 verse 7 we read this. All the men of thy confederacies have brought thee even to the border. The men that were at peace with thee have deceived thee. And in doing so have prevailed against thee. They that eat thy bread have laid a wound under thee, because that there is no understanding in him. This was a warning to a nation facing judgment. And he was saying that the very people that you are trusting, they've actually helped to ensnare you by causing you to stand against the Holy Spirit because they have no understanding in them. They act by their own intellect, leading, and emotions. This happened in the time of Jeremiah when God spoke the word through Jeremiah and no one received it. All of the false prophets rose up and spoke the opposite of what he was saying and took away the urgency from the spirit of those who had heard the warnings of Jeremiah so that they did not repent, they did not cry out, they didn't pray with all fervency. They thought it would be okay. God would never allow judgment to come on them because they trusted in the men around them. A snare was laid for them by the enemy. But those few who listened to the words of the true living God through the mouth of Jeremiah, they knew what to do. My friend, those who trust in men, even their fellows who are among them, 
will be deceived and disappointed by them. You better learn to seek the Lord, know his heart, hear from the Holy Spirit yourself with clarity and confirmation in this season because those who trust in men, even their fellows who are among them, will be deceived and disappointed by them and placed in danger in a time of judgment. We saw this happen over and over again to the true prophets throughout Israel's history. My friends, seek the Lord now while he may be found. Hear the sound of the roaring of the lion of Judah and stand with him for he is coming to judge the nations in righteousness and holiness to see if there be any faith in the earth. Do you believe and speak his words? Or did you listen to men and to demons through them who speak with craftiness and cunning, twisted, deceitful serpents' tongues full of pride, lies, and rebellion? A warning is going forth. Flee from those who take away the righteousness of the righteous. They get them in agreement with their decrees against the speaking and leading of the Holy Spirit. They make men hope in a lie. They take away their fear of the Lord and therefore remove wisdom far from them that they are snared of the enemy in the day of calamity. I am coming to judge them, says the Spirit of the Lord. Do not be counted among them, lest you take of the cup with them. Come out from among them, and be ye separate, says the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and then I will accept you. This is a serious matter. I desire to protect you. But alignment with that which aligns itself against me is a very dangerous place to be. Take the warning and flee. Come back to me, says the Lord. Humble yourself and find safety in the day of calamity. For the time of preparation is very short, and the outpouring of my fury will soon start. A little later in chapter 1 of Obadiah, in verse 15, it says this, For the day of the Lord is near upon all of the heathen, as thou hast done, it shall be done unto thee. Thy reward shall return unto thine own head. My friend, this is the very definition of a reckoning. And there is a very serious one coming to the nations. Because it's one thing to face the wrath of the enemy. It's another thing to face the roaring of the lion of the tribe of Judah. When the storm is coming from the enemy, you can rebuke it. But when the storm is coming by God's own hand, then all you can do is renounce your agreements with the enemy. Get in alignment with the truth so that you can be found in right standing, standing right beside the one who is roaring. In Isaiah chapter 13, verse 11, God himself said this, And I will punish the world for their sin. Does that not make you quake and tremble? before his presence, before the revelation that the sinful, prideful, unbelieving, and arrogant will have to stand against him. He said, I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease. 
and will lay low the haughty of the terrible. I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir, for there will be so few left who will survive it. Therefore I will shake the heavens, says the Lord, and the earth shall be moved out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. Do you understand the severity of this passage? That our sweet, meek, and mild Jesus, who came the first time as the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, is coming back as the lion of the tribe of Judah with fire in his eyes. And he's going to march against the armies of this world. All of those who stood in opposition and in wickedness and who clung to their sin and rebellion and even their world systems trying to out-engineer the judgment and in doing so shook their fists and stood against him whether they realized what they were doing or not he said i will do this woe to those who remove the fear of god from men by removing their understanding of his righteous judgments so i'm here today to confront the counterfeits that say that god will not do what he has spoken that he will not judge sin i am here to confront the counterfeits that say to rise up and fight to keep the idols of Egypt when it is the very thing that God is coming to fight against. Set yourself against the lion of the tribe of Judah and you will not win. In that same chapter of Obadiah verses 3 through 4, it says, The pride of thine heart hath deceived thee, thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock whose habitation is high that saith in his heart who shall bring me down to the ground though thou exalt thyself as the eagle and though thou shalt set thy nest among the stars thence will I bring thee down says the Lord I will do it, he says. There is no pride that goes unpunished. When the blood of the slain is on your hands and you refuse to come to him in repentance, to cry out for mercy against blood guiltiness of not only the children, but the Christians around the world, as it says in Revelations, that mystery Babylon will set herself as a queen, saying, I will never taste of sorrow. I cannot be cast down. I will not be destroyed. I have ruled the world for so long, yet in one day will her calamities come. In one day will her wealth be stripped away. In one day will all the nations of the world stand afar off and throw dust on their heads in lamentations for seeing the smoke of her destruction rising in the distance. God himself will do it, my friend. When judgment comes many times, more often than not, it is simply God removing the hedge of protection, removing the power of his grace and Holy Spirit from restraining the enemy, from overtaking, from coming in like a flood to do as he desires to bring death and destruction. When God takes the wall down, when he removes his hedge of protection, then that is judgment enough. But there are things in scripture that are so great and so mighty that God himself will do it. His hand will enact judgment. And it's usually when a nation stands in pride and arrogance and rebellion and refuses the mercy of the warnings offered by his servants, the prophets, unto repentance. My friend, understand this, that the Jews missed their time of visitation 
They missed Jesus when he came to them with a way of escape when your judgment was coming on Israel and on Jerusalem because they expected him to come as a lion, but he came as a lamb. It's not the image that they had of him. So their prophets were giving false words while the greatest prophet ever known to man, according to Jesus's own description, John the Baptist was there preaching repentance, repent because the time is at hand. But I say this, that the church will miss him. Because that they're expecting that lamb to come again. But this time he's coming as a lion of the tribe of Judah, growling and snarling. Do you really know who your king is? Let me read to you the description given in Revelations chapter 19, verse 11. This is the king that is coming. It says, and I saw the heavens opened and behold, a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew, but he himself. And he was clothed in a vesture dipped in blood. That is not his own blood. That is the blood of his enemies. He comes to make war against the world system. Don't be found fighting against him, trying to rebuild the fallen towers of Babylon when it's his hand that pulls it down. You better get in alignment with the word of God. and You better get there now because he's coming with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he should rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, the King of Kings, and the the Lord of Lords. Oh Lord, we come into alignment with your word today, with who you are. You have already come as the lamb, meek and mild to be slain for us. Your blood has already been poured out. You made a way of escape for us. When you come again, it will be with judgment to deal with those who trampled upon that blood and took it lightly. Those who said in their heart, I sit a queen and I will not be judged. No sorrow can befall me. Though we claim his name, if we do not do what he said, then we are not truly his. We are not in alignment. We are not walking with him. We are standing against him. And it's those that do this that he's coming to deal with. Not just the enemy being allowed to run rampant, but he himself will bring this judgment. Oh, you better learn the fear of the Lord that you might start to walk in wisdom. This is a message for the entire church who has believed false prophets and painted a false image of the king that is coming. Oh, how merciful he is. He suffered and died to save us from this. But you can't continue to be married to the system and listen to every other spirit and speak and live your disagreement with him, his words and his teachings, and think that you'll be covered. You'll be counted with those who stand against him. He is the one that is going to tear down this Babylonian system so that right now we are being asked to come out from it and be separate, saith the Lord, touch not the unclean thing and I will 
receive you. I will be a God to you. I will be a covering, a protection, a provision, just like I was for the children of Israel in the wilderness when they walked away from Egypt. In Revelation 18, it says in verse 1, After these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils, and the hole of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacy. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins and that ye receive not of her plague. This is a message of alignment. Make sure that you're walking with the lion and not standing with the world system because he is coming to fight against it. Come out from among her and be ye separate because if you partake of her sins, if you're in agreement with her wickedness, then you will partake of the plagues and judgments that are going to come upon the prideful and the arrogant. Oh, remember this, that he promised us that it is the meek who shall inherit the earth. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Verse 6, reward her then as she rewarded you. Pay double unto her according to her works. In the cup which she hath filled unto others, fill it double back unto her. That is a cup of judgment. How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously. Understand that this is a world system. This is an economic system. This is a system that is led by a city in a harbor that runs the economy of the world and God tears it down in a day. How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow has she caused. So give it back to her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen and am no widow, and I shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death, and mourning, and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. Is this the enemy running in like a flood against us? Now, I'm not going to read the rest of the chapter, but I do suggest that you read the entirety of the chapter because the description continues, and it is very telling. This city in a harbor who calls herself a queen who thinks that she's too great and grand to fall. The merchants of the earth will weep and wail because that it will cause destruction of the global economic system. On the other end of this prophecy, it says the Antichrist will try to raise up something akin to New Jerusalem that he himself will be leading. It will be a great deception. The devil is very cunning and deceiving. You better get to know the real Jesus while there's still time. Because he is coming. He will judge the world of sin. And a greater judgment even, I believe, on those who shake their fist at him and try to 
out-engineer the judgment by rebuilding the system instead of just repenting and coming into alignment and standing with him. Oh Lord, give us wisdom in this season to not act on fear or emotions, but to stand on the word of God and what you have spoken, to trust you through our trials and tribulations, to know that you are coming as the righteous judge of the nations. Because while I have all boldness to stand against all the wiles of the enemy, my heart trembles in fear at the thought of standing before my God's majesty. Oh, let us be found walking with you, though few do. Let us not be counted among them that rail against you, trying to save the cucumbers and the leeks and the golden calves of Egypt. Oh Lord, we pray protection and blessing and manna from heaven and whatever is necessary to provide for the brethren. But let it be by your hand, because that we have faith in it, and not by means of running back to Egypt, because we had more faith in the system that you were coming to tear down in judgment. When the Lord returns, will he find faith in the earth? This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.